0: Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify, and follow us on Twitter, at Bevington Banter. We have officially tweeted out a video ...for you all to go watch so that you know what we're talking about when we talk about it. And Kate is manning the Twitter, so take the floor.
1: Well, I didn't tweet the actual uh, raw Project Veritas. Um, I thought there was some good explanation in the interview that Sean Hannity did with um, Project Veritas founder. James O'Keefe was on Sean Hannity's show, and I just thought there was a lot of... Uh, it was a better format than just watching the video, because you get to see clips from the video, but then they also kind of tell you what you're seeing and it is insane. Um f- right off the bat, first things first, I actually am not as concerned with them doing the whole they want to implement a policy so that you have to get an annual booster and that's going to be basically permanent. I'm I I mean it is concerning, but then probably the next most concerning thing is wanting them wanting to approve it for 6 months to 5 years old. But the most concerning thing is the fact that he says there is revenue for the FDA in approving drugs. So now we have to look back at that interview from that other guy where we said, well, when they mean bottom line, they must mean no, they meant bottom line. They meant turn a profit from approving drugs. That's that's absolute madness. I've never, every every time I hear an insane conflict of interest that we've seen lately, I, I feel like I can't see one bigger. And yet here it is.
2: If I understand correctly from uh, some things I've seen from like Robert Kennedy, um, who is massively involved as a lawyer and has been for years studying and being involved in, in testifying in cases um, concerning Pharmaceutical com- companies and vaccines and stuff. Him, guys like Dr. Malone, I believe they've all stated that the FDA, they hold stock in these pharmaceutical companies.
1: I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard that. That's, that's insane. I, I don't know. I don't see how that's allowed.
0: Yeah, how's that legal? 50,
1: that's, that's insider you, trading to the max. We, di-
2: we discussed this a while back that like 50% of the uh, Pfizer vaccine was owned by the federal government. We, we, we discussed something yeah, to yeah, that effect no, about a month and a it's, half ago. It's
1: not the Pfizer. It's that the MRNA technology is 50, 50 owned by Moderna and the federal government. So yeah, but basically you're right. They own half of it. So why would you think that the FDA wouldn't, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, and and that, I think that's where the one other time I said this is a crazy conflict of interest, so so really, I guess this is basically the same thing, but, um, I mean, to own 50% of the mRNA technology, which, you know, however many years ago, um, and then to mandate that everyone has to get it, is just putting money in their own pocket, but also to say, hey... But the FDA is more than just that one technology. The FDA is all pharmaceuticals. They can say, well, buy this company right now because I'm going to approve such and such uh, uh, medication, any medication. I'm going to approve that next week, so invest heavily in that. That's that's not allowed. How can the federal government buy stock in companies like that, pharmaceutical companies?
2: Here's the problem that we've got with all of what's going on. Who's going to stop them? Who polices the police? Yep. Who governs the government? It's supposed to be us. Let me connect a few dots here. I saw that. I saw the Project Veritas uh, video. And yeah, from what I understood, they were saying that they are going to mandate that you have to get vaccinated annually. So we know that the courts have already said that the, as a general nationwide mandate, that's unconstitutional. We've covered, that, that's that been decided at, at the Supreme Court. Right, that that's already been but decided. But that it doesn't mean they can't mandate it of all federal employees. And it also gives, uh, a, if you will, a, a foundation for any private company that wants to say, well, we're going to mandate it of our employees. We're a private company. We can do that if we want to. And here's kind of our justification because the federal government's doing it too. But here's the thing that you talk about what really concerns you. What you're saying is right. Yeah, that really concerns you. But... I got one other thing that really concerns me about this beyond just the ma- annual vaccine mandate. Look at what's going on right now. Look at all the pushback. Look at the, all the lawsuits. Look that it was taken to the, federal, the Supreme Court. Look at what's going on in Canada with the, with the trucker convoy. In the midst of all of this battle that's going on, they're still willing to do it. They're not going, oh, gee. Maybe we've gone far enough. Maybe we shouldn't do any more of this. They're saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do it anyways. We don't care that the whole world is melting down over it. We don't care. We're going to do it anyways.
0: But it's at the same time that a lot of them are rolling back other things.
1: Yeah. I so mean,
0: what's the mindset?
2: Well. Uh,
0: if they know that they're going to get destroyed. Well, there's, there's, rolling, that, rolling that was back, my
2: next step. That was my next step, and that is one. We are on a race towards November. Yeah, who's who's going to get there first?
1: Are they going to get get so much control? Midterms.
2: Are they going to get so much control that when November rolls around, that it won't matter? Or are we going to get to the November elections and be able to, you know, elect people that are going to push back on this? What what, where's that collision is going to take place? But there's but then the next part of it is to me is like. They have to understand all this. Are they not concerned about the November elections? Because they know that somehow, some way, they've got it wired. I think what Cassidy was
1: asking is how do you justify the contrasting moving forward with vaccine mandates, pushing more vaccine mandates while pulling back your other restrictions. And I think removal of lockdowns and masks is in preparation for midterms. And if you look at the vaccine, pushing the vaccine more, that is probably simply for the sake of money. A lot, a lot of money. yeah, Billions of dollars.
0: They can't think that Three school board members just got recalled in San Francisco, and if you mandate a vaccine for kids, you think people are just going to be—and it was only three because that's all they could do.
2: Right, but here's the thing.
0: It would have been more if they—what?
2: Here's the thing. That's San Francisco. That's not the federal government. The federal government hasn't rolled back anything. No. Yeah, true. you're right. They haven't. States and things like that. Biden and even said that he thought are, it
0: was premature.
2: Right. And there are individual politicians, congressmen and stuff, who are saying, you know, this probably isn't good. We need to change this. But as far as the federal government as a whole, they haven't changed anything. They haven't rolled That's anything out. That's true. Back. I just saw Fauci and, on TV
1: saying not to celebrate too early. And
2: they are in a minority. It doesn't matter because they have this. So you're going to hear people speak out against them because they're in the minority, but they have the power.
0: Well, then hopefully this will spark a return to states' rights.
2: More states I see have signed on to the Convention of States. I forget what the total number they're up to now, like 25 or... Do you need, need
1: two-thirds, or is it like 37? What, I think it's, it's 37 is the number of states yeah, needed. That sounds right. And then, And then I'm, you know, they're only really allowed to change what I think they went there originally to change. Like... They open a convention of states based on actual certain terms, and then they have to whatever changes they make have to be within those terms, or else if they try to veer into something else, some of the states can drop off. So that's good because I would be concerned if not, if that's just if a convention of states is just, hey, we're here to make changes to the Constitution or like, you know, or or to write amendments. Um, that would be scary. But I think they're what what are the primary when with the whole convention of states what are the primary things they're trying to do my my guess is one thing would be term limits i'm i would guess that if you had a convention of states one of the biggest things they'd be there for is to implement term limits for you know us congress right i'm not sure specifically what the what they want to address cuz that would be my num- even though there's a lot of other things that bother me that would take care of a lot of problems. That would be probably my number one platform if I were a state official signing on to a convention of states. Term limits.
2: It Yeah, it disincentivizes all the corruption that happens
1: long yes, term. Yes, 100%. When you're done with your term, you go back to your old job. You have to have actual skills, not just ripping people off.
0: Well, speaking of states rolling back their restrictions and mandates, UNR not too long ago, or well, Nevada rolled back, the governor rolled back the mandates. And so it expired at the university as well. And they lifted the mask mandate and they never. and, And so there's this group of students and they've actually made national news. This group of Reno, University of Nevada, Reno students protesting and I use that word in air quotes just because there's so few of them in the video even it looks like there's like 50 students protesting wanting the vaccine mandate and mask mandate reinstated and uh, so I was talking to Cole about it I said if it wouldn't get you in trouble with the army I'd tell you to go down there and see if there's any media people you could talk to about freedom and uh, actual data but he said that there's a they have a petition and there's about 1,700 students on it out of like 20,000 students. So hardly anyone has signed it. That's too many, that's way too many. there's a teacher, there's a professor who actually segregated her classroom and had masked students. If you wanted to wear a mask, she put them on one side of the room and unmasked students on the other half of the room. And I was like, oh, man, if I was in that class, you know, I'd be the one that wouldn't move. And I would wear a mask. I would not wear a mask. And I would say, you can't. I'm not breaking any rules or regulations. I'm doing nothing wrong. You can't tell me to move over there. That's that. um, And you know the beauty.
2: You need to go take that. Whoever that professor's class. You need to go take a class from them. Because here's why. You can. Like you said, you're not breaking any rules at all. And so when they slam you on your grades. You'll have a history of um, no. I, I had the highest grade in the class. <laughs> Look at my
0: transcripts. Look at my yeah.
2: transcripts. Uh, you know, from the number one injury school in the country, and that.
1: So no. So yeah. we know. I so, wonder
0: what she teaches, though.
1: I hope she teaches business, and she runs like a thing called the Business Businesses United Seminar, and then she sends the masked people, unmasked people, to the back so that they can say she sent me to the back of the bus.
0: I told cool. I was like, you know, part of me would be like, okay, whatever. I'll go sit with the unmasked people because I don't want to sit with those crazy people anyway. But the part of me that wants to make a point and be principled would be like, no.
2: I actually heard somebody frame it as um, this is the first protest they've seen where somebody is protesting to lose their freedoms.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Good point.
1: Govern me harder.
0: <laughs> well, they can go to Canada if they want to be uh, live in a communist country.
2: Live in a real tyranny. They don't, even have,
0: they don't even have to go very far.
2: So what's going on there now is really mind-boggling. And by the way, um, Justin Trudeau... Who is, is not is, Fidel Castro? Is, Castro's is, is, is son. Fidel Castro's illegitimate bastard child?
0: We, I mean, he's like we ninety-five can't make percent that we can't sure. Substantiate.
2: If you put his picture next to Fidel Castro and look. then Pierre Trudeau, there ain't no way that he looks anything like Pierre Trude- uh, Trudeau, and he looks ninety-five percent like Fidel Castro. I mean, he looks nothing like Pierre.
1: Well, it's like, you know how they say when people spend a lot of time together, they start to look like each other. He's watched so much Fidel cat. He studies Fidel Castro film, and he, he looks at how to be the best dictator that he can be. Did you see the clip of him Um, literally saying the word dictatorship? Uh, he was speaking, uh, I don't know if he was speaking in China or to some Chinese official, and he said, I really uh, admire your basic dictatorship. I mean...
0: It was, he was asked... A country he admires, or a country he admires, But most, he said, that was his because
1: of their basic or yes. something dictatorship, dictatorship. Right. it allowed them to yes. move quickly. Yeah, they can do things quickly. really quickly because they have to answer to basically one person or the party. I
0: have never looked up a picture of Pierre Trudeau. I don't know that I'd ever seen what he, he looks. Like. Nothing. And, yeah, he looks nothing. Nothing.
1: nothing like his
0: Zero. Quote unquote son.
2: Zero, and uh, Justin Trudeau's mother. Was known to be a very wild woman. Uh, There's some pretty crazy pictures that used to be out of her at Studio 54 back in the day, partying down.
1: Are there any pictures of her partying in Cuba? Uh,
2: No, but there actually were pictures of her going, um, shall what's the term? Commando. No, it's revolutionary. (laughs) Commando is in. I know, I'm kidding. Skirt with no underwear.
0: (laughs) We're familiar with the term. Well, anyway, Justin Trudeau, not Fidel Castro's son, under, under emergency, he's right under the emergency, uh, I don't know, rights protocols, whatever he's established. Essentially, they're saying we can freeze your accounts without a court order if you give to causes that we don't like.
1: Right.
2: We can freeze them. We could, and not, yeah. not just your bank accounts, crypto. They're saying they're going to, be able, they're going to take your crypto, too, and freeze it. I feel like if they
1: can it. freeze crypto wallets, so that they would be able to potentially freeze the assets of American citizens.
2: Well, yes.
1: Because that would be hard to tell. The whole point of crypto is that you it's anonymous. So I'm actually curious how they would even be able to track that down in the first place.
2: Yeah, I've been wondering that, too.
1: I mean, Um, terrorists buy weapons with Bitcoin because you can't trace it.
2: If they can get into those and freeze them somehow, then there's nothing that means that they can't get into the bank accounts of other banks in other countries.
1: If they could get into crypto wallets, they could steal all the money and you'd never even know who took it. So I I, I, don't—I'm not sure that they can freeze your crypto wallets. I I don't know how that would be possible unless— the companies, the companies like Coinbase, and the companies like, uh, you know, isn't there a company that's just called Crypto.com? If those companies were somehow selling out their customers, that's the only way that they would know who who is who made that donation. Yeah, supposedly, I, which I guess I could see.
2: Supposedly, I I listened to a guy do a big long discussion on crypto, and he was saying that the security is such that. They have—the entire system is dedicated to nothing but security, and it's humongous. This, you know, super sophisticated, humongous— Yeah, the blockchain. And it would take, like, a computer dedicated nothing other than to crack it to work on it nonstop for, like, 10,000 years to crack it. So I don't know how they do that. Yes. But I heard the Justice Minister of Canada today saying, um, in in response to a question he was given, that if you— uh, give money to things that, like uh, uh, efforts like that Trump would support, or that support Trump, then you basically could be considered a terrorist, and you should be worried about us seizing your assets.
1: If and you what, what is, st-
2: but what does that have to do with Trump? What, what what does the Canadian convoy have to do with if you support Trump
0: or terrorism? If you
1: still have your money in a big bank, get it out. I mean Chase, City, um, probably Wells Fargo, those places make up the Fed. I mean, you you need to get your money out of those banks. Get your monies I mean, get your money into credit unions, small bank chains, like local bank chains, but uh it's dangerous right now to keep your money into big banks.
2: I'm not clear on this whether it was a bank or multiple banks, but some banks in Canada, as they shut down online banking because they're afraid and they should be afraid of a run on the banks because of that. What are you going to do? If they tell me that I can't, I have to worry about every dollar I spend or they may shut me down or confiscate it, what am I going to do? I'm going to go get my money out of the bank.
1: They'll track what you spend your money on. If they don't like it, then that's where that whole ESG is going to come in. I just, it, there's not, I don't know what the benefit is other than, oh, they have a better app or it's easier, <laughs> but, to, it's easier to bank online. Those aren't benefit enough to me to, um, to keep my money in a bank that li- basically makes up the Fed.
2: No, but here's the thing. This goes back to my earlier point. When you've got that much concern where they know that they're doing things, that they're fearful of having a run on the bank – and yet they're still, still willing, both in the U.S. and in Canada, to say, we're still going to pursue a policy that says we're going to make mandates of vaccines an annual thing. They're willing to do that while they're still, at the same time, in fear of a run on the banks? rather than going, oh, oh, we've gone far enough. We don't go any farther. That's kind of crazy. That was my first thought when I heard him talking about this whole financial emer- or this emergency powers and what it what it allowed them to do. My immediate thing was like, man, go
1: get your money out of the banks. I have accounts in only the the only accounts I have are in two local banks. Yeah, I'm
0: in credit union, and but and then I have credit cards. Well, that's just obviously. it. Well, yeah, like, but a
1: credit card is just a line of credit. If they take away my line of credit, it's right, not money I money had anyway.
0: Not, right. My yeah.
2: My primary banking is with a local bank. It's not a big name bank. However, the credit card we have through that bank, they run their credit card program through one of those big banks.
1: Yeah. So your credit card will be gone, but that's not your actual assets.
2: But like I said, that's a big thing where they can track every single purchase you make. Yeah. So maybe it it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Right now, I mean, we primarily purchase on credit card and then just pay it off every month.
1: Yeah, we do, too, for points and stuff. Right, but right. I'm willing to sacrifice points to not have them track my every. To have a yeah.
0: flow of cash.
2: I, I, let's talk about that idea of being willing to make a little bit of sacrifice to help out the betterment of your country as a whole. Um, this story with Edith Cantor just absolutely makes my head explode.
0: So Enos Cantor-Freedom, I believe we've mentioned him before. He was a professional basketball player. He's originally from Turkey. He played for the Boston Celtics right before the trade deadline. He was traded to the Rockets, however, but then immediately cut, so he never played with them, which is what the story is about. So he has been vocal about speaking out against... Human rights abuses in China and the double standards of the NBA doing business with China when they say they're for all these social, social justice issues here in the States. And he's been very vocal about it. He's worn in, in, on Twitter and in interviews. Um, he's gone so far as wearing um, shoes on the court that have uh, messages against China. China obviously does not like it, was not airing games in which he played. It's probably part of the reason that he was traded. Now here's the thing. He he wasn't he's a right. good player. He was averaging like 20 points a game per 36 minutes playing time. Now they were playing him less because and he was their number one rebounder. They were playing him less probably because of all the issues and to move towards justifying getting rid of him. Um and they he was recently cut And Chinese media was gloating about the influence they have on the NBA. And this also came after he tried to, uh, well, he was in a, a campaign ad for a Republican congressman that they were, that came out, what they tried to put on air around the time of the Olympics, the start of the Olympics. And it was a very anti, like talking about the double standards and all these things going on in China. And, you know, it was that story went out that, NBC refused to air it, and so that got him probably in some I want to probably
2: say I have not seen one second of the Olympics. Back to the Enos Cantor thing, though, and China, um, I think that the NBA needs to be um, investigated for collusion, or what, I don't know what the term would be. But look, he was traded to the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets Who's fired Daryl Morey for a yeah, tweet in support of Hong Kong. What did you think was go- he w- was going to happen when you traded him to the Houston Rockets? They sent him there because Houston would dump him.
0: Yeah, he said. I mean, technically, he could still get signed by somebody, picked up by somebody. So he hasn't officially been. Blackball NBA but team is
2: gonna pick him up though. Said, because They yeah, can read the tea leaves. Know. They know that said, the NBA is against him playing in the league. I know. This is
0: Yeah, and he said even when in talking previously to this about when it would be time to renew his contract or when he would become a free agent, he said, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I get blackballed or they're gonna make it really hard to renew my contract and all of this.
2: I mean, tell me I'm crazy. I mean, can I You're crazy. It, no, not about not this,
1: for this,
2: but, but, other but things. yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, is I, I mean, I can't sit here and say that I can prove it. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. But but tell me, that's a crazy theory
0: that they it's traded him because nope. they knew. It. Yeah, I I didn't think about that. I, Houston Darryl would get Murray. rid of him. Yeah, I mean, he the man made a
2: tweet so that you know to support Hong Kong freedom as opposed to communism, and that one tweet got him fired. This is what I, I, I don't. Want to dominate the show here, but I got to take just a moment, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a term to describe the NBA, LeBron James. What's the commissioner's name? The Adam tall, goofy-looking guy, Adam Although Silver. Although he did
0: question Holly- New York or Brooklyn on their vaccine.
2: Yes, event. I saw that. Hollywood and Bill Gates. But that was money. And the and 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 the and Bidens and all of these people. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use I want to use a descriptive term here. To make a point about these people Uh, and this is a term that as a Christian it may make you recoil but it has a very specific meaning and and you need to understand how disgusting what these people are doing the colluding that goes on with China is so damaging it's damaging it is really really hurting the United States and these people are willing to sell us out Um, there is a term the term is cuckold, and it describes. If you look it up in the dictionary, it'll say it's a man whose wife has, you know, has an affair or you know, cheats on him. And I guess maybe that's the textbook definition. But the the more specific meaning, the way that it's used nowadays, is that it is a man who knowingly, um, because of his impotence, his weakness. His wife dominates him, and she has sex with other men with his knowledge, knowing that he's so pathetic that he'll, there's nothing he'll do about it. That These people, Adam Silver, LeBron James, Bill Gates, the Bidens, they are Chinese cuckolds. Because that's actually, are, a, rather
1: good, that's actually because, a rather good description.
2: Because they are willing to absolutely screw over the United States in so, the, who should be their number one loyalty to this nation and they are so weak and impotent to let, they, they know what the Chinese are doing is devastating this country and they're willing to let it happen because they're so pathetic and gutless just to get a dollar in their pocket. They are Chinese cuckolds and I want them to be referred to that way every chance
1: anyone gets. And they it's should harmful be shamed. to them. It's harmful to them, them personally, and they still do it anyway. I mean, it, there's monetary gain to be had, but if you I mean, you have to imagine China's end game is not going to be to elevate those people that they used no. to put them on top. No, they're going to discard them.
2: No, in fact, they even use the they even have a term in their in their strategy for it. it's called elite capture. They want to capture these people and make them their pawns. They know that they capture the elites, so-called elites of the United States, that, and, and make them their cuckolds. That, that, what are they going to do about it? And when they're done with them, they'll just throw them away and find someone else.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of even kind of shocking. They're the people that you always know are kind of, um, Dianne Feinstein's uh, driver, remember that? For 20 for like years. For 20, 20 years. years was a Chinese spy. And then there's Eric Swalwell, who was sleeping with Fang Fang, also a Chinese spy. And you know about them. But then you hear about someone like Mitch McConnell's tie to China. Republican Senate minority leader. Um, his wife is heavily invested in a company that runs out of China like a like a huge shipping company and like all of their ships and all of their assets were all built by China they are heavily heavily controlled by China and the Chinese communist party could crush Mitch McConnell's financial income in an instant
2: his wife is chinese right
1: uh possibly i don't know she is something it, As- she's definitely asian of some persuasion okay well i mean more than her being from there there's just the financial involvement the fact right. that they could end end that family's business whenever they wanted right. that's well, that's a, control that's serious influence and control right we're going to ruin your
2: whole life and your whole family and everything you'll ever pass on to your kids if you don't do what we want it, what we tell you to do
0: so speaking of just the danger that that causes to us to themselves and to our entire country in ways that you don't even think about. Did you guys, did either of you see Crowder's bit on TikTok today?
1: No, no I saw clips of it. I saw clips.
0: So TikTok, a chi- Chinese company, right? TikTok, they, there was two studies that confirmed that TikTok circumvents the security protections on the Apple and the Google Play stores. So they have uh, access to all of the user content that some that Facebook and like anything that you can block on other like you can choose not to release they have access to all of it and they can change the app behavior without user consent and so they can feed whatever they want you know into your feed so they they control all your personal information and they also control what you see and then they had a, he played this clip of a comedian Andrew Schultz take on this and it was brilliant honestly and very well put that Basically, they control what you see. So, they show their young people in China, the algorithm shows them what they want them to see. So, in China, it's showing them, you know, people do, doing cool engineering stuff and like really cool videos like that. Whereas in America, all you see on TikTok, all the the videos that it puts in your face are like stupid, pointless, meaningless dance videos. And now you and so that's what of course, if you wanted to make another nation if you wanted to control them and make them, you know, idiots and what would you feed to them, feed them, you would tell them, this is what you need to do to get famous and be popular on here. Stupid, meaningless dance videos. That's what you should add to society. Whereas they're showing their young people, it's, you know, engineering and scientific discovery, whatever tech, you know.
1: So the app is influencing us to be stupid and, and spying on us and, Uh, circumventing all of your device's security. So I doubt there's a lot of people that are listening to this show that have TikTok on their phones, but if you do, um, yeah, hashtag trash TikTok. I just retweeted Steven Crowder's uh, about a five-minute clip from his show talking about TikTok.
2: I want to, um, there's a book that's out, that just came out by a guy named Peter Schweitzer called Red Handed. And he goes through and he, lays out all these people the bidens the bill gates all that you know all these uh, in in like the nba how the how they're in the pocket of the chinese he lays all these people out the yeah um, mitch mcconnell so i really want to i really want to read that um to understand the the big picture just how deep and how pervasive this is but i mean the things that we, our government is focusing on this country while the Chinese absolutely eat our lunch. And then you got these morons like General Milley who are worried about white rage while the Chinese are producing hypersonic missiles that he did not even know exist. And he's focusing over here on wanting to understand, you know, white rage and we're all a bunch of, t- you know, terrorists. And
1: it's just insane. They, they, we're, definitely, we're definitely setting ourselves up for failure. And that's putting it mildly. We are, if we have not passed the tipping
2: point, we're getting very close.
1: Let's talk about something fun. You got any fun stories?
0: There's nothing on the notes.
2: I, I'm talking, <laughs> this, is, this isn't, but we'll maybe try to end with something fun. Um, but I, I, heard, I saw that um, Ilhan Omar was actually came out and said, there's no This isn't going to be fun. No, we're going to end no, with something. Listen fun, to this. He says, okay. So, she came out and said, um, you know, because somebody hacked the give, give, Send, Go. Yeah. donor
1: list and posted Oh, I'm going to tweet it's, that too. I've seen it, that video of that guy. That guy's got a demon in him.
2: So, anyways, the one I. The, somebody posted this shop owner in, in Canada, and the next thing she knew, her shop was being like attacked. Yes. So Ilhan Omar said, look, this is not, I mean, I have no love for Ilhan Omar, don't get me wrong, but this is not right. This is just truckers trying to, you know, have a voice and this person having their bakery or whatever kind of shop they had, you know, just trying to earn a living. This is not right. And this is a big thing. Now, she's a crazy progressive, however, liberal, but she's, that to me tells me she's a liberal in the classic liberal sense which is that we're for supporting the worker, the person that makes this country run, like you know, the truckers. Um, we, we, uh, you know, we don't want to hurt them. They're the lifeblood that makes things function. Um, and then you've got – so that's a classic liberal. They're for the little guy. They're for the working man. They're understanding that. They want to see them do well um, and not be you know, treated badly and hurt. And then you've got, at the same time, you've got the liberal elite that we now have running the country, and they don't care about the little man. There's a difference between the classic liberal who's for the working man and the liberal elite that we now have running the country. And, and that's what, if they just lose a little bit of those classic liberals, the working class liberals, if they just lose a small part of that, yeah, it could be really bad for them.
0: They're losing a, a big part of that.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. How many they, they're going to make up for in election shenanigans. I heard There's that it was story. only
0: like only polling like four, maybe four states that lean towards approval of Biden.
2: I saw that, too. Four, And you, know, you go back to your San Francisco school board. They, those people, rec- they were all recalled with over 70 percent. In favor of recalling them in San Francisco. But somebody
0: spun it as it's because it's a large Asian population and they were, it was about something about school ad- admissions.
2: Well, I heard one, some, one person blaming it on Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> all those Trump, Trump supporters rallies in San Francisco. All those Trump
2: rallies in San Francisco, you know.
1: Anyway, you talked about the, the hacking. Of the um, give send go, the hacking of the give send go, well, libs of TikTok is it's a Twitter account that started really as kind of a joke, but they've since interviewed the woman that started it and runs it anonymously, of course, because um, they would maybe kill her if they knew who she was. Um, but it's kind of turned into almost a type a a new type of journalism. She's exposed a lot of different um, teachers that are teaching your kids the most insane gender theory and you know c r t and has actually gotten charges pressed against some teachers who were grooming kids and gotten other teachers fired that were just absolutely insane well anyway, tweeted a video of um, from a from an Instagram live of the person who apparently did that hacking, and it turns out. A lot of people have done some research on this guy and in the video he claims, I'm in every major news publication, look me up, I've done whatever, I hacked, I hacked Give, Send, Go, I hacked Gab, I hacked Parlor. I hacked all these different things. And well, people have actually found out that he has in the past been employed by the Canadian government and has been employed by the Canadian version of the CIA and that he gets a lot of jobs um, you know, from from them in particular, and that leads you to believe that you think that he's just some left-wing activist. He says he's part of Anonymous, that hacking group. So he's a hacktivist. Well, it sounds like to me that he is working for the Canadian government and hacking Give Send Go and publishing the donor list um so that the Canadian government knows whose bank accounts to lock up and just doxing them to go after them he's not just some hacktivist he is a Canadian government stooge and that so th- their government is paying hackers to take down their crowdfunding campaign i retweeted the video of him he's gyrating and speaking very weird there is something wrong it really I, i'm really watching has
0: asperger's
1: i don't know it seems demonic there, it's there super weird it's super weird there was a lady uh
2: detained at the border here a week or so oh, ago. Yeah. that they showed video was like, she looked demon possessed.
0: Yes.
1: that video like, is terrifying gro- like
0: hissing and growling and like yeah
1: i could see it i mean you have to be to be that evil human trafficking
0: We've gone 40 minutes and we haven't even brought up Hillary Clinton and the Durham report and spying on Trump.
1: This might be fun. I hope that this could be fun. It's not a fun subject, but I've never been so hopeful in my life that something will happen to somebody. I saw where, um, some, I think he's from Ohio. I can't remember his name, but he's a Republican in Congress who's on like intelligence, like committees And he said that it's possible that Durham is about to basically put an end to the FBI and Hillary Clinton because of all the evidence of the FBI's involvement in spying on not only Trump's campaign, but spying on the Trump administration while he was in office. That's treason. Everything that the president says, there are some documents that get classified um, but everything the president does, every communication is what's called born classified. From the very beginning, it is classified, and it's basically at the highest level of classification. Right. And to it's even, to even he... monitor his web traffic, that is very illegal. Right. It's understood
2: that if he says it, it's classified unless they choose to declassify it.
1: Like a public speech. But when he's on the phone with somebody or when he, you know, is e- any emails, that is all born classified. So well, it's it's treason.
2: Well, if for people that may not know, and I'll try to be really succinct about this, it th- what Durham just came out with is that there was a company that had a contract, that had a legitimate contract with the government or the Democrat Party. And they went, if I understood this right, you guys correct me if I'm misunderstanding this. They went and said, you know, we have this information because we've been able to get into these different sources, Trump at Trump Tower, his campaign offices, and basically, you know, offered it up. Is that is that the origination? Yeah.
1: I think they actually had a contract to actually access that type of data, but it was still supposed to be classified. Right. It wasn't to be to used the way, way they data. used it. It wasn't supposed to be used, but they sold it to the Clinton campaign. Right. Which this, is where, um, a, Sussman, where that is. Sussman, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was. Yeah, he's it the was one who Sussman, charges I, have
0: been brought. He's the one who's been indicted. Right. Yeah. And but this, in the
1: indictment, there's another lawyer that I don't think they've named.
0: They're trying to get it tossed, of course.
1: Yeah, Sussman came out and said that it was. Even um,
0: this headline: Sussman lawyers move to toss Durham indictment. Say even if he lied, it was quote immaterial.
1: That is that's literally what a process theory. crime yeah. is. That is exactly what they got Mike Flynn with. Mike Flynn's lies were immaterial, but he lied to federal law enforcement, and they dinged him with that. It's a process crime. In the, that, I mean, that's exactly what it is. He was It was perjury while they were investigating something else. It doesn't even have to be related to what he's being investigated for.
2: Well, I'll tell you one thing that makes me realize that they're taking this a little bit serious, and that is that Hillary finally came out and addressed it. She didn't address it for how many days? Four yeah, days. Yeah, today or she
0: spoke at the Democratic. I think she convention. finally
2: said something. I mean, they—they they only be, the reason, the fact that she had to finally say something tells you that yeah, it's it's a it's a problem. How are you? But, gonna, I, but I still don't do think that. anybody's going to get. I I will be thrilled if somebody gets prosecuted, but I'm not going to hold my breath
1: because it never. Not happens. even someone like. Not even someone like Sussman. No. You don't, don't think they'll don't convince? I, you don't I, think I don't they'll convince?
2: Care. He. That's a nobody. That's um, that, that's 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 completely meaningless.
1: Did you listen to Dan Bongino's show where he talks about Obama's fixer and how heavily involved that she is with yes. all of this? Yes. What What's her name?
2: Rum? Is it Rum? Rumley or yeah, it's wow. something bang- like that.
0: So this, I'm so Hillary spoke today at the DNC. This photo of her is terrifying. First of all, that's on this Fox News story, but she said we. <laughs> She, she basically brushed it off as a conspiracy theory, says, by the way, they are after me again lately, in case you may have noticed. It's funny. The more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get.
1: Yeah, she said did that. Um, she, she And she, she also in? said in the speech, um, I thought when we beat Trump and I and she's talking about she also said- um, Biden she said I thought when we beat Trump that we'd be able to unify and then all of this would go away. And what she means is I thought I'd be out of the woods when we got Trump out of the White House, but I'm still being investigated by the special prosecutor that Trump put in place before he was out of office. Yes, and That's what she talking means. talking about
0: the she talked about Fox leading the charge against her and said, quote, as an aside, they're getting awfully close to actual malice in their attacks. Like she's setting I up dare a libel. You, I dare you. Yeah,
1: right. I dare you to sue Fox News for actual malice because it will lead to discovery and it would be the best because she, everything about her campaign would be subpoenaed. And well, I mean, I guess we can't trust her not to just um, wipe the hard drive. Mm-hmm. You mean like with a cloth? Mm-hmm. You mean like with a cloth? Yeah, and Hillary, and like with a cloth. Yeah, and smashing phones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I would love for her to sue them. That That is an absolute bluff because she wouldn't do it because it would be bad for her. It would be, it'd be the opposite. So that's her just saying, I'll sue Fox News because, I don't know, she might think it gives her back some credibility.
0: So baseball— They're in a lockout, and there's no way the season starts on time. They met today, 15 minutes. The league and the players. The league and the player association, 15 minutes. So nothing got accomplished whatsoever. So anyone who out there who is a baseball fan and is going to be sad, I would encourage you to check out college softball because it's starting, and there's a really awesome tournament this weekend with some really big names, and softball is Way faster paced and super exciting to watch. So if you're a baseball fan, it's worth a look.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch that.
0: Your wife might like it.
1: She probably would. You're correct. <laughs> I don't really watch much baseball until it gets into the playoffs. Yeah. So
0: yeah, college softball is more exciting. October than regular is a great time.
1: October is fantastic. It's pretty. It's pretty early in the football, football season still. And you the World Series, the base, like, yeah, the post-season. baseball playoffs has been the going. best
0: i i have definitely gotten game seven world series on my birthday before which is pretty satisfying
1: hey you remember that time that i got them to make the second season of the mandalorian for your birthday oh
0: yeah <laughs> that was funny
1: it just so happened i saw I an ad
0: released.
1: i saw an ad that uh like or someone tweeted something or maybe it was yeah, like an actual headline date. from a news story it said the mandalorian season two releasing october 30th so I screenshotted that, and I sent it to Cassidy and said, Happy birthday. You have no idea what strings I had to pull to get this done.
0: <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Disney. I, unfortunately, that's ESPN and ABC and everything, though.
2: Yeah, so I have no idea what Mandalorian and anything about it, so it doesn't mean anything to me.
1: It's a Star Wars show
2: on Disney+. That's what they canceled Gina Carano off Correct. of, right?
1: Yeah, but I think they hired her back. They said she's going to be in— I think they said they already recorded season three, and it's going to be out, but they've already planned season four, and that they play, and they actually are going to hire her back because they got a lot of backlash. I saw she something played a really very, very popular
0: that. character. They were going to make a yeah. whole spinoff show with her.
1: Yeah.
2: I watched uh, Andrew Claven on Friday, and one of the interviews he did was with a, a Megan. Um,
0: the was this the she's does. Reporting at the um, Daily Wire for, like, evangelical Christianity yeah. stuff issues. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but... M-
2: Megan, Megan Basham. Yes. And um, she was talking... They, they discussed all the... Uh, how these big church leaders opened their pulpit up to, uh, you know, people coming in. Even, what's... Um, oh, my gosh. I know his name as well as I know... One, um, the, the NIH director that just... Fauci's boss that just resigned, just retired...
1: I actually don't know.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: He says he's an, he claims to be an evangelical Christian and all this. Um, But anyways, he'd come in and tell people, this is the whole movement where. Francis um, Collins. Francis Collins. In order to fulfill God's commandment to love each other, you have to get vaccinated. You have to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was in one of your sermons. And they just used all that. They just, you know, they just used these people to come in in these churches and did this and these preachers opened up their pulpits to it. um uh but one of them um of course was um saddleback rick warren rick warren rick warren purpose-driven life guy this is what um what's no shocker there um Everybody in Ed Stetzer. Everybody in the evangelical world knows Ed Stetzer. He was the head of Lifeway. If he's not still, he was for a long time editor of Christianity Today. Um, And I've always known there was something not quite right. You know these people. Anyways, he said Rick Warren attended Davos. Yes, I heard. What is an evangelical pastor doing at at in the pit of hell?
0: That shocked me. Money.
2: Have you seen this, um... Klaus von whatever his name is that the head of the, the World Economic Forum that started this whole The man is thing. a real
1: life Bond villain. He
2: is a Bond villain yes. right
1: out of central
2: casting.
1: Klaus Schwab. Yeah, you seen you seen yes. the space suit that he wears? Did you hear um, yes. Lindsay talk about that on Joe Rogan's podcast? Yes. And see the pictures of him wearing like this weird Star Trek looking space suit. Yeah, it's like I mean, every he, yeah futuristic so weird. space
2: movie you've ever seen.
1: Where they all wear the same clothes with a big triangle on the front of it. I mean his accent and everything. I mean he is he if if I didn't know that he was involved in the World Economic Forum, I'd look at him speak and say that guy wants world domination. Why
2: all he needs is a big white furry cat sitting in his lap stroking it. But she wrote a I would encourage you to go to Daily Wire and read her article that she wrote about, all about this. Um you know, they claim like he claims to be, ant, uh, you know, pro-life, and yet um, he he doesn't he's not, but he's not anti-abortion. And, and well, he's been and involved in selling like, body parts yes, and of aborted babies. fetal stem
0: In research. fact, there's
2: accusations from some doctors that said that he is actually it's not he it can't prove it, but they accuse him of selling like uteruses and other things from from um, babies that are
1: born alive. This is like where the this is like where the rumors start of these elite classes like getting together and uh you know making effigies and sacrificing to them and drinking children's blood that's where these rumors come from and it's hard to dispel them when you look at a picture of this guy and look at all the stuff he's involved in i mean obviously it's a little bit that is a little bit conspiracy theorist, but I could see where somebody would land there. I
2: guess I was going to start off with this, but it made more sense to start off with uh, the comments about having a Bevington Band or Twitter yeah. now. And that is, today's the one anniversary, first anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's passing. I said something fun, not something that's going to make me cry. I, well... He was a lot of fun to listen to. I listened to him for thirty years. I think he was on the air like thirty, a little over thirty-two years, and I I listened to him probably starting. So he 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 started August of nineteen eighty-eight, and I started listening the summer of nineteen ninety. So I heard all but about a little less than two years of him. And I I mean I it, it yeah.
1: All the time. I remember from very early on, very early on when we lived on Notch Street and when you still had that red Ford Ranger that you would tape record Rush Limbaugh onto a tape and then you would play it in the truck. And I remember listening to it and obviously I was like, I don't know, five, four or five. I was bored out of my mind.
0: I mean, we are two genuine Rush babies.
1: yeah. I mean, I listened to him, but I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. And I was so bored, but I really started listening about midway through high school. I was all in on Rush, and I never stopped listening.
2: I, I, would, um, I had uh, some blank cassettes, and I'd drop them in the radio recorder, you know, the of your radio and a cassette recorders built into them while I was at work at the, at the office at church in Napomo, and I'd drop them in and hit record every day from nine to noon. And I had, um, so I'd have uh, front and back and a front cause there's three, you know, uh, of these tapes and I would just use them over and over. And I, so then I could drive, I could listen to them later in the day when I was driving around and doing other things. And that's the way I listened to a lot of rush there during that time period for a long time. But I did, I, I mean, every day,
1: And then the podcast started coming out, and I don't know how many, I don't know what I'm going to do for Father's Day this year, Yeah, because Father's Day Day for the last, I don't know how long, I've bought you a subscription to Rush 24-7, and I don't know what I'm going to do now. But at the same time, I am also a Rush 24-7 subscriber, and there's nothing new there, but also I don't know if I'm not a 24-7 subscriber if I lose access to all the old archived stuff, because I've gone back and listened to some of it,
2: I know people that once he passed away, that they talked about going back and being and listening to all kinds of stuff that they had, you know, on the website and just listening to him and watching. You know, for me, it was the direct opposite because I it was I haven't listened to anything because I know that I can never have it again. I, I can't ever have, and I just I just it's just like torturing myself to to watch it. Or to listen to it, knowing I'll never hear him again.
1: I would like if somebody did, did, though, take the time to go back through and pick sound bites of things that are applicable and relevant to today, because you know. You know, there's something there that, or or when things do start to happen that were maybe predictions that he had had in the past. If they clipped that and said Rush was right, you know, this many years ago on this day, Rush said this, and look what happened today. That would be actually, I think, kind of cool. Fox
2: has a multi-episode tribute series uh, to Rush on their Fox Nation. I know.
1: So the only thing I won't stand for is. No one better imitate Rush and CGI him like they did with Mark Hamill in the newest season of The Book of Boba Fett. Stop bringing dead people back to life in CGI. Did
0: you see the commercial with uh, LeBron James? It's a crypto commercial. LeBron James, and then there's like a young yeah, LeBron and young James. LeBron James. I mean, he looks weird. That's
1: here's yeah.
2: something funny, Cassidy, Caden. The girls were over here the other night while they were showing their house was being shown. And so when they were getting ready to leave, Cade was putting on Cameron's shoes, and I looked down when she after he was done, I'm like, "Her shoes are on the wrong feet." So the next morning though, then their house was being shown again, so Courtney and the girls come over, and as soon as they walk through the door, I look down and I'm like, "Callie's shoes are on the wrong feet." <laughs> I'm like, neither one of these guys.
1: Can Unfortunately, Callie <laughs> It is the one who messed up her own shoes, so I'm as good at putting shoes on as a three year old. <laughs>